0: Ever considered a career in equine veterinary medicine or just want to know a little bit more about being an equine veterinarian? You do not want to miss today's episode. This was some of the most fun that I've ever had trying to interview for this podcast while I was attending. O-E-P-S, Opportunities in Equine Practice Seminar in Lexington, Kentucky over Labor Day weekend. This was an incredible experience, Thrivers. There were 263 third-year veterinary students with an interest in equine. They came from 38 schools in the United States, Canada, and the islands, and we were joined by 17 industry sponsors as well as 63 practice sponsors. And 55 of those practices were in attendance to set up and interact with these students to teach them more about their individual practices. We covered so much from living your passion because this profession needs you, to mentorship, financial realities, being intentional, a team mentality, loving what you do, and customizing your life. So let's grow, Thrivers. This is a must-listen episode. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Thriving Equine Professional. Are you wondering how to make connections to build a career in the equine industry? Not sure where to look for the support you'll need to land a dream job? Maybe you're feeling frustrated or stuck. Hey, I'm Jody. I was that girl with no clue how to navigate landing a great career in animal health, but I knew this is where I wanted to be. I look back and cannot believe the roles I've landed and the people I call friends. Inside this podcast, you will meet key connections, build your career confidence, and find the advice you may not know you need. So, if you're ready to grow your career and thrive in a job that you are passionate about, you're in the right place. Get the ponies fed and fill those water buckets. It's time to grow, girl. Dr. Rude. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome, Jody. I am so excited (laughs) that we are here together at OEPS, so you are going to tell our audience a little bit about what those letters stand for and what we're doing, but we are here. I listened to you kick off the day today, and you really focused on being a champion of equine practice. So give us first the background of what OEPS is and why we're here.
1: All right. OEPS is Opportunities in Equine Practice Seminar to encourage third-year veterinary students to consider a career in the best profession ever, which is equine veterinary medicine at any location throughout the United States and Canada. We're hoping that these students will consider the opportunity to be members of our profession as equine practitioners.
0: Yeah, and so this was a program that you started a number of years ago, and this is the first year that it's been back. So talk a little bit about the evolution of OEPS.
1: Yes, we started OEPS in 2003. We we needed veterinarians in the equine profession. There was a, a limited number of students that were graduating, going into equine practice so we started OEPS and encouraged students to do this and we did OEPS from 2003 to 2012 at which point there was a sufficient number of, of veterinarians going into equine practice that we knew no longer needed to continue but then 2008 there was a recession mm-hmm. and the number declined and the students Population has changed because more and more students in veterinary school now are young ladies Mm -hmm. from the suburbs who have no background in ranch or farms and and don't have equine backgrounds. So we decided last year that we would resurrect OEPS 2023 to encourage students to, con- to, to to consider our practice.
0: And here we are, mm-hmm. and I really am so, I can't help but be excited by the excitement that we are surrounded mm-hmm. with today here this for this weekend.
1: Absolutely, there's so much excitement. The students are so excited to come because of an opportunity to travel to Lexington, Kentucky, which some consider the horse capital of the world, mm-hmm. all expenses paid, from all over the United States. So we have 38 veterinary schools that have sent students through the student chapter of the AAEP because we do everything through the AAEP, which is important to us because it's not about root and riddle or any practice in central Kentucky. It's about the organization Equine Practice and American Association of Equine Practitioners speak for us. Yes. So 38 schools have participated this year by sending students all expenses paid Primarily from industry sponsors, there are 17 industry sponsors from Zoetis on to Covetris and on and on, people that support us in practice and 64, I believe it is, private practices that also contributed finances so these students could come here to Lexington, all expenses paid Friday, Saturday, Sunday and leave on Monday, Labor Day.
0: Yeah, there are 263 registered students here. And I think to bring a program back after a decade, that's phenomenal.
1: It is phenomenal. And be honest, in 2003, when we initiated this, we invited 15 students per school to attend. And we recognized then throughout the years that a number of students attended that weren't really interested in equine practice, were interested in a free weekend, Labor Day weekend, Lexington, Kentucky as a party. So this year we limited it to five students per school that could attend with a caveat that if a school said, we have seven students or we have nine students that are interested in equine, we would also pay their way. But we, we we announced it as five students And some schools sent three, some schools sent 12. And what if they were interested, we would pay their way.
0: Well, in my experience, in the last 24 hours of being here, they are interested. And so you mentioned the 63 practice sponsors. There are 55 of those practices set up here around the embassy suites where we sit. And these students are learning so much. They're asking questions. They're learning about internships and externships. And the, not to mention the industry sponsors that are set up as well. So those students are truly interested.
1: They are truly interested. And it's interesting to me because many of the practice exhibitors have kept notebooks and they have encouraged students to write their name and email and phone number if they're interested in, a, in an ex- externship or an internship at that particular practice to be solicited when they go home. Because yeah. it's all about contact information. If you go to school at Iowa State or you go to school at Oklahoma State, you don't see the plethora of practices that are available. Right. So here we are for three full days to, to network yes. students and in industry and private practices. So they get to see. What's available, what opportunities are, I mean, to broaden their vision, the scope of what they see, and they may may talk to a a practice in Washington State or a practice in Florida that they had no idea existed and say, that culture... Fits what I want from a practice and I will apply for an internship or an externship at that practice in Florida or New York or New Hampshire or yeah. Wisconsin or Washington state wherever that may be. That's what we're all about.
0: Yeah. So what about the team as we kind of wrap up and you know we're going to highlight the sponsors and <clears throat> and the attendees but the team that put this together. That's really what I want to also give <clears throat> a shout out to because I think that I mean The organization, the tours, the layout, the the communications, let's give a shout
1: out. Yes, thank you, thank you, Jody. That's really important because we have a team at Root & Riddle that put this together, that that contacted the embassy suites, that contacted the vendors, industry and, and practices and contacted the students, because everything was done through the student chapter of the American Association of Equine Practitioners. They had to register through their student chapter of equine practitioners to come to this event, become members of the student chapter of AAB. So our team worked hard to make it a seamless weekend as we could. In the past, you know, we we had a good organization in the past. This year we added wet laps, because the students really want to to have hands-on experience with horses with wet, dab. wet labs in dentistry, lameness and rehabilitation, colic and ultrasound at four different locations. So the students break it up to groups of about 60 students or 50, 70 students per group, right. you know, so they can actually do dental exams, they can actually ultrasound the abdomen, they can actually watch and do lameness exams on horses. So yeah. It's good, it's important for us
0: it is and so I didn't want to miss that opportunity for you know to really recognize how much work went into this event how long it takes to really put something like this together because you made it clear this morning it's not about Lexington it's not about a single practice this is truly an industry effort
1: it's truly industry driven and the team worked hard to to communicate to the students that it's not Lexington it's the entire United States and Canada and it's an opportunity to see what's available so they can make an informed decision on what they'd like to do for their future in equine practice.
0: I love it. Well, let's get back out here because we can hear the chatter and we're gonna go see some practice exhibits, but thank you
1: You're for welcome, kicking
0: Ms. us off and, and bringing OEPS back.
1: Jody, it's a pleasure and we've already booked the hotel for next year awesome. and we're gonna go forward because our profession needs input of new students. Yes, we need, it does. We need practitioners.
0: And so for because, anyone that needs to see that in live and in person, they can come to OEPS.
1: Absolutely. Labor Day weekend, 2024. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dr.
2: Rude.
0: <laughs> Shelby. Thank you for popping into our OEPS podcast studio today. Great to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. And I know you, you were just up on stage and you have shared with some of our attendees just the importance of the AAP membership. But Shelby, you've been really involved in the production of bringing OEPS back. So talk to us a little bit about your role and organization and why OEPS? Why are we here this weekend?
3: So AEP this year, with the help of Dr. Emma Reed, started the Sustainability Commission. One of the foundational steps of that is the student area. So with the student program, we want to figure out a way to get students connected with whether it's private practice, industry, large practices, we wanna get students connected with those to help them create that mentorship so they can have a relationship and grow their career. With OAPS, it's a great way for AEP, as well as other practices all across the country to come together in one place, see everyone face-to-face. It's definitely been different. COVID kind of created to where you couldn't meet as many people. Face to face. Yeah. So now that we're able to come back together again and see everyone, we had people from AEP talk on stage, present different areas of interest, some areas of interest that students didn't even realize were a possibility. Right. So being here and seeing the students also interact with the different practices, it's extremely important for us and for our mission that we have for AEP. So it's a huge step for us.
0: Without a doubt. And so how do you feel like moving forward, OEPS is going to impact? It's been quiet for 10 years. And so we've brought this concept, this program back to life and there's a lot of energy this weekend so what does this do for us moving forward
3: we're really hoping that the energy from oaps will create the drive in students they're seeing things that they didn't know was possible they see people such as dr jackie christicos who went through everything now she has she's a partner in her practice she has her own she's a family she has her own horses she still has her life outside so we're hoping that the students see that it's possible to do both as well, carry it into Peace convention that's going to be coming up this winter, fall. Yes. So hopefully that'll carry on and then just keep that push and that drive for students to choose equine and decide that's the career for them.
0: Yes, because it's the best business in the world. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. without a doubt. Now, one thing I want our listeners to also know is the opportunity for these AAP chapters at the university level. So that was really the source and communication of getting the word out to all of our colleagues colleges of veterinary medicine, right, was the AAEP chapter. So talk just a little bit about what that is.
3: So each school has an AAEP chapter. They have their own set of officers, their own set of bylaws, as well as an advisor as well. So when we do majority of communication for AAEP and OAPS, that goes out to the chapter presidents. They disperse it through their chapter, and then it goes to the advisor as well. So hopefully the advisor can share that with other colleagues to share with students that they're like, oh, they might not be involved with the chapter, but they're interested. Yeah. Let me get the knowledge to them, too, because we can take it to the schools, but it's also up to the school as well to disperse that information Right. because they know who's interested yes. or leaning a certain way, and maybe we can encourage them over to the equine right. side. So that's the goal, but... Having a strong relationship with the schools is a huge step. It's something that for AEP, it might not be as strong as it used to be and it faded, trying to bring that back as strong as possible to create that strong bond.
0: Yes. Those connections. That's, Mm -hmm. I love that you said that very early on. It is truly about the connections that we are creating in the industry. So thank you, Shelby, for being here and supporting this and really driving so many of those connections. So I appreciate you. And again, we're just excited to be here. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Drew, it's so nice to meet you. Thanks for popping in, as I've said to our other guests, to my makeshift podcast studio (laughs) here at OEPS. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and where you're from and kind of how you ended up here at OEPS.
4: Yeah, so I'm Drew, uh, as you said, and I'm from Virginia, Maryland, uh, College of Veterinary Medicine, and I'm actually from Blacksburg, Virginia. Oh, wow. So I was born and raised in my college town, and it was kind of my dream school to kind of continue to be in the area that I've always loved, seeing that academic kind of stuff and working with those equine veterinarians. Okay. have wanted to do equine medicine since I was a kid, but still don't really know which part of it I would love to go into. So OEPS was one of those big things that I was like, I want to see everything that anyone can do in equine, because we have so many practitioners here that are just willing to be like, I've done this, I've done this, and honestly I had no idea what I was going into before I did it. And so it's nice to be able to just see like how they went through equine and also to just get there. I'm also the president of our AAEP student chapter, so... Great. I was the one to get that email and kind of start it along with my vice president who's kind of head up a lot of this kind of stuff so that we could get here, but we have seven members
0: here and it's pretty great awesome so the Hokies are well represented oh yeah in, in Lexington this weekend so you mentioned and I think it's a great point that so many of these speakers are sharing their journey and they did not know what they want I always say it this way they didn't know what they wanted to be when they grew up they yes right exactly so you're pursuing equine veterinary medicine but beyond just saying I'm a equine veterinarian, all of these options we've heard about over these past mm-hmm. couple of days, is there anything that really stands out to you? What has been an aha moment or a favorite part of OEPS this weekend, Drew?
4: Favorite moment? I've really enjoyed the tours that we got in all honesty. Just being able to go around Lexington and seeing all of the many parts of equine medicine that are here because this is such a big horse area. I think one of my big moments was one of our tour guides was going through every single vet she sees in a day, and it was I think one of the uh, repro people, and I'm interested in reproductive medicine and equine, okay. and she was going through how she sees like seven different vets in a day. That's incredible. Right. And I love how you can have so many different equine practitioners going together to work on a single horse or a single farm in a day and yet still communicating and having that kind of family aspect around a single farm. And I thought it was really interesting and really cool how OEPS is kind of pushing us to have those relationships already and so that we'll have it in our future as well.
0: Yeah, that's so incredible. And so what would you say to young people who might have an interest in equine, pursuing an an equine veterinary degree? What would you say to them?
4: Do it. Do it, (laughs) yes. Because equine practice, it sounds very scary when everyone else talks about it because we're told like, oh, good luck, kind of in that little bit of a sarcastic kind of tone, but it's so enjoyable and if, you find even that little bit of joy in it, and you're like, I've been doing some equine stuff and I've had an amazing two weeks that I've done equine things, then maybe that's telling you that you should be able to do that. And even if you want to do like a mixed practice or whatever, being able to do something that you love is something that we really need to push people towards even if it's difficult
0: yes even if it's difficult i love that i couldn't offer better advice drew thank you so much for popping in i know thank you're you. busy there are still some practices to see and <laughs> the excitement of this afternoon's wet lab so oh, yes. thank you so much thank and you. go Hokies yeah Dr. Gardia, thank you for sitting down. We are having so much fun here at OEPS. That's awesome. There is so much energy from our students and our exhibitors and speakers. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I listened to your talk and I'm like, I was writing notes and said, oh, she's my next victim. (laughs) Wonderful. I I had to hear from you. So Mm -hmm. I I really wanna start with your conclusion and let you tell your story. This is not the first time you've been to OEPS, but you concluded by talking about sustainability, flexibility, boundaries, and customizing your life. It was truly music to my ears and I think (laughs) probably to the students. You were a true champion of solo practice. So tell us a little bit about your OEPS story and who you are.
5: Yeah, so I attended as a third year in 2011 and got to see some amazing practices here in Lexington, Kentucky, got to see the racetrack and all of the amazing facilities that are involved in that, but I did not see anybody that was like what I am now, a solo female practitioner, started. I started my practice on my own with a business partner with, to financially support it in 2016 and then have built it since then. And when I attended OEPS as a student, that was not really represented. And so they contacted me asking, asking me if I would speak to represent that. And in my practice, I've been able to have wonderful mentors that have helped me along the way to both learn how to be a business owner, as well as how to manage a practice and develop it into what I want. And the customizing your life is really the key to what the reason that we don't have veterinarians coming into the practice these days or staying in practice long-term is that there's so many restrictions on what that practice looks like, that it's not sustainable for many people. And they either leave veterinary medicine altogether, or they go to small animal or something like that. And I want to showcase the fact that you can make it whatever makes you tick. For me, that's doing sports medicine, that's being ambulatory, which I love, and then also having the opportunity to customize my schedule to where I can go to horse shows and I can follow my clients, I can work as an FEI veterinarian, I can attend intense uh, continuing education courses to hone my skills for advanced diagnostics for ultrasound and things like that. And I can do that while still making a premium because money does matter in the long run. Yes, I can make enough to not only support myself if I was on my own, I don't have children, I, I of horses and and dogs and a a loving husband, but I would have enough to pay off my student debt without any help. Uh, And I think that that's the answer for a lot of people. It's not the answer for everybody. There's many people that need to be in academia or they want to be in a large private practice or a referral center that's needed as well. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do what I do without those things, but my niche and my puzzle piece has been solo practice and it's been an amazing transition
0: it truly was such an inspiring talk that you gave and so i wanted to highlight and even share because you really mapped it out and so if there are others that are listening and want to know more i mean you've written a paper you've published a paper on this and so i want people to be able to hear that and talk with you how
5: do they find you absolutely so the easiest way to get a hold of me is probably email my email is cg at guardiaequine.com my website's just guardiaequine.com spelled like guardian without the end to make it easy and my cell phone is on that that's the practice number as well and then if people are interested in, in that paper it was published in the 20s or sorry the 2022 um convention for AAEP and it's under the business management, the wealth development section, and it's called um, Seeding the Field to Grow Future Owners. And the co-author was Dr. Amy Grice. And so if they are really interested in the nitty gritty of the financial breakdown of how the investment worked, how it was a um, vested purchase model. So over 10 years, or sorry, over the five years that I was partnered with my original partner, I earned equity in the practice that I was building. And then at the five year mark, I bought that practice out 100%. And through that, I developed tons of profit. He made a ton of money. I think older established practitioners should really look into that as well because they that's what my goal is, is to be able to find someone down the road, either a current student or an associate that's looking to make a change like I was in that time of my career and to be able to mentor them, financially invest in them and help them. And I think other practitioners should be able to do that as well.
0: Yeah, amazing. Well, I will drop your contact information in the show notes for sure. Perfect. Again, thank you for your talk and for joining us today and celebrating all that is OEPS. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for popping into my makeshift podcast studio here at OEPS. And so I there's so much excitement and I, I feel like I keep repeating that. but we want to hear from you as an attendee what is it about OEPS? Like so tell our audience kind of who you are, what school you're representing, how you got here to OEPS and so we can learn a little bit
6: more about you. Sure, so my name is Ali Betancourt, or Alexandra, if we wanna be formal. Okay. Uh, I'm a third year vet student at Texas A&M. Woo go, go Aggies. Go Aggies. <laughs> and so I'm actually originally from the Boston area. I'm not a native Texan. Okay. Uh, grew up riding horses, hunter jumper, loved the horse world so much, um, but I was one of those kids that was pushed away. And so my undergraduate degree, one of them from the University of Connecticut was in pathobiology. I love pathology. And so my first two years of vet school, I really kind of chased the pathology track. Always loved horses though, always on the back of the mind, you know, and then I took an externship back up a little bit. I did some summer research in the lab of Dr. Noah Cohen, equine infectious disease lab at Texas A&M. And I went, gosh darn it, nope, I'm doing horse work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so he's been a wonderful mentor to me. He helped set me up with an externship at the University of Kentucky. Introduced me to the wonderful world that exists in equine pathology. And so, you know, combining some interests, you know, learning from him, internal medicine, with my pathology interest, that's kind of my path. I'm one of those interesting kids with a little bit of a different story. But so, OEPS has sounded like a fabulous opportunity. Obviously, at AM, we have a big horse community, which is one of the reasons. I made the trek from New England all the way down to Texas. Yes. Um, But so when the opportunity presented itself, it was a no-brainer okay. that I had to come down here. And always a good time being in Lexington. Right? But this has just been the most fabulous weekend. The clinicians have been so wonderful. They so want us here. And it's so evident in the way they're talking with us through these wet labs. I'm actually headed to the colic wet lab later today. I think that'll probably be my favorite part of the weekend. Just yes. has yet to happen. Right. <laughs> but it has just been phenomenal. We have A whole slew of people over 50 practices over here talking with us, and I just can't say how grateful we all are. For them to be here with us
0: yeah so before we get to the wet lab this afternoon has there been a favorite part for oh you is there, is there anything really that stands out
6: oh uh, well i have to say the barbecue at rude riddle last night was absolutely fabulous just being able to have a dinner talk with some clinicians that were able um i don't remember their names but we had some clinicians come chat with us from new jersey and just chatting about even some regional differences that we're seeing in horse populations things that are going on It was fun you know a lot of my friends obviously have never left texas because (laughs) they're from there so having a little bit of some other northeasterners telling them about the horse populations i'm more experienced with has been really interesting and fun
0: Awesome. Allie, thank you so much. And it is the the energy of OEPS is contagious. So thank you for sharing that with our audience, because we want to make sure that as we continue to have this program, that everyone gets an opportunity to come if they're interested.
6: For sure. It's been wonderful. And I would recommend it to any third year vet student with even a remote interest in equine.
0: Awesome. And we want to encourage all of our young listeners to pursue equine. Absolutely. 1,000% best career in the world. Best career in the world. Yes. Yes. Chase your passion. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Have fun today. Thanks. Sarah, thank you for popping into our little makeshift podcast studio. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) I know, it is kind of fun. So I am just asking all kinds of questions as we move through this weekend, and I wanted to make sure that I got the perspective of an equine veterinary clinic who is here not only sponsoring, but also participating. Sure. And the students are moving around and visiting with you and other practices. They're asking all these questions, and it's pretty electric I feel like the energy is really positive but really what we want to hear from is why did Woodside Equine Clinic decide to come here? So give us a little background on who you are and what cl- what Woodside, where you are, and those kinds of things. But then let's talk about why you're here.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, my name's Sarah. Um, I'm the patient care and PR manager at Woodside Equine Clinic, and I'm one of the licensed technicians there. So I get to wear a lot of different hats, including being a member of the intern committee and helping facilitate all of our intern programs and externship visits. So all the students coming through, I'm kind of the first point of contact for students that are reaching out, interested in visiting Woodside. Wow! And so, yeah, I get to do a lot of things. And over the last, I would say like year and a half, Woodside as a clinic has really dedicated ourselves to being invested in in those that are coming into the field. It's like recognizing that this industry is in a little bit of distress right now. Um, There's a lot of Change in the air, and we want to be a part of that and be a part of bringing people into the field and inspiring them to continue doing this. So, we've been really reaching out like locally to just colleges, high schools. We've like said yes to anyone that's like, I have this group of students, they want to come give a tour, and we're just inviting them in and showing them what we do. And so, being a part of OEPS, like, just felt like an immediate yes. Like, why would we not do that? That's completely aligned with what we're doing. And to be here in person, like getting to make the in-person interactions and connections means more than any other kind of communication that you could have. So it's totally valuable to be here. We've got a a fun little ultrasound activity that we're doing with the students. And it's really great to get to see them like practicing those skills and getting to see Dr. Knoll giving them pointers. And I think that that just makes a difference. We can't do that if we're not here.
0: I agree. And you know you're speaking my language. We share so much of that same passion is we have young people who are interested in these careers and we have to show it off. Right. It you know, we've heard from so many speakers and it's all about the passion and come do what you love because we all love what we do. Yes. And here we are in the business of equine veterinary medicine. So now How do they find you? So first of all, we probably should tell them what state Woodside is. Oh, sure. I forgot that part. (laughs) Yeah,
2: we're in Virginia. And so we're like just north of Richmond in a little town called Ashland. But it's a great area. If anyone hasn't been to Virginia, I'm a Richmond born and raised. And it's wonderful mountains, ocean, and then a great horse population too
0: yeah without a doubt and it's an incredible clinic i said when i got to visit not very long ago you all again are really truly leading the industry and so it's such a great example of excellence and so how do our listeners find you what website or where where do we want
6: to send them
2: sure yeah Um, our website's woodsideequineclinic.com we have a section for internships and externships under our opportunities tab so just find go there my email address will be there you can easily reach out and contact me and i'd Be really excited to hear from everybody.
0: Awesome. Sarah, thank you for popping in and being here at OEPS. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you. We are here with Mandy and Nicole, and you all really seem like you're having an amazing time this weekend at OEPS. So I've repeated it already, ladies, but the energy is pretty tremendous here. So we want to let our listeners know who you both are and where you're from. Let's start there. Um, So I'm
4: Mandy Ayers. Um, I'm actually from Kansas, but I attend UC Davis Veterinary School. I am mostly interested in theriogenology, which is reproduction, but I have a little flair for internal med as well, so heavy equine interest, though. Awesome,
0: and that's why you're here this weekend. That's why I'm here. That's (laughs) why you're here. Okay, so Nicole? Yes,
7: I am Nicole Gonzalez. I'm also at UC Davis for vet school. Um, I did my undergrad at Davis, so I'm kind of born and raised in vet med at UCD. Um, I'm originally from San Diego, and my main interests are equine orthopedics racetrack medicine and i might go a little crazy and get my phd at some point
0: all right you have (laughs) great aspirations so ladies we've been here this weekend all kinds of excitement going on but i have to share with our listeners what just happened right so i grabbed you guys up from just receiving some pretty exciting news (laughs) yeah tell our our listeners what just happened we We won the
7: scholarship (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> so
0: you all just heard that you both, a $10,000 scholarship that was yes. funded through AAEP and Zoetis. Yes. yes. How excited are you? <laughs>
3: Way too excited.
7: <laughs> Pretty excited. We may have
0: been screaming in the lobby. We may have been yeah. making extremely loud
7: noises a moment ago. Yeah.
4: Yes. And One so moment. that's
0: good. And that that's exactly the <laughs> excitement, right, that yeah. we have been seeing all weekend. Have yes. you guys had a favorite part of OAPS yet?
4: Yes, um, I would say for sure, um, because I am so heavily interested in reproduction. Um, We got to go to Windstar, which is, it's a farm that stands a bunch of really high-priced stallions uh, for the thoroughbred industry. Um, And they do a a crazy number of breedings. I think they said they can do 60 in a day. So yeah, that was probably my favorite part. We got to see Into Mischief's son. I believe his name was- Life is
7: good. Life is good, thank you so much, I'm (laughs) so excited.
0: (laughs) Um, And so yeah, that was probably my big highlight. Awesome. Yes, that's an amazing tour. I have done that one before, so I know. And how about for you, Nicole?
7: I think my favorite part of this whole thing has definitely been connecting with the practices here. I feel like when you're in vet school, you don't get a a lot of opportunity to see how much there is for an equine student. And so, coming, talking to these practices that are super excited about what they're doing, talking to practitioners who are super excited about what they're doing, it just makes you all the more excited to just get out of vet school and connect with these people and start practicing and really get into equine practice as a whole. I think so. The
8: best. You
0: have now figured out that being a horse doctor is is the best the best the yes best. it's <laughs> simply the best if there was any question before this weekend is the question answered yes so. absolutely
7: okay i feel like even if i had no questions questions would be answered like it's really just yeah. i'm the kind of person who has known i wanted to be equine for a while but coming here and seeing all the excitement and the time we're in especially in the equine industry has been insane. I guess recognizing the gravity of the opportunity that's in front of you right now as an equine veterinary student is amazing. And so I think we're both very solidly equine after this experience.
0: Okay, good. Well, all the way from the West Coast, from UC Davis to Lexington, Kentucky, ladies, <laughs> thank you for being here and thank yes. you for sharing and congratulations. <laughs> Danny Serball. Thank you for joining us. So we are here catching some snippets right at OEPS. You are one of the most famous and fabulous distributor reps in all the land. And I wanted to grab your perspective on being here as a distributor rep for Covetris. But Danny, you have been involved in OEPS since the inception. And so that takes us back a few years. And it started in 2003, that's right not yes. mistaken and then went away so it was here for 10 years and then it kind of took a hiatus this is the first year back after a decade and so from your perspective give us a little of why you're here and why it's so important that Covetris and the industry sponsors and you are involved in in something like this
9: so well thank you for having me and Two of the things that I think are at the core of why we're here, and that's one, supporting our practitioners that uh, are out there needing new blood in their uh, practices, the future of their clinics, as well as supporting the dreams and aspirations of these students, right? Helping them see what's possible. And for many of the students that are here this weekend, equine practice is in their future. And for others, it may be a part of it or it may not be a part of any of it. They may come this weekend and decide, no, I definitely want to do small animal medicine. Or maybe they look for careers in industry or other things. With my company, Covetris, um, you know, we do more than just drugs and supplies. We have technology. So for us, it's about letting them have at least a glimpse of when they get out of practice, where can I go to take care of the things that they're not thinking about? which all of their focus is on their medicine and their patient care and things like that. So my excitement is to show them what my company can do as being a a point of contact to handle everything from finance to client communications to all the other services and things that we offer
0: that's fantastic and we're seeing that right we've seen the excitement we're kind of here live there are almost 200 or a little more than 200 students here that are all third-year veterinary students and between the sponsors and the schools that are represented they are really getting so much information but the enthusiasm is palpable so I think they're just learning so much
9: they really are, and and it's it sort of uh, reignites our passion in the industry when you've been around it so long. You can get a little bit worn out and jaded from a lot of people, but I have been so impressed not only these junior students and their enthusiasm and excitement about what they're embarking on they're contemporaries that are maybe a couple of years ahead of them and the future of veterinary medicine just looks really incredible like they're coming out with a lot of curiosity a lot of possibility and certainly eager to go out and just be excellent and that excites me and sort of that's again why i love to be here is is that gives me energy seeing how much, uh, passion they have for what they're, they're learning to do. And, and, uh, again, the curiosity and, uh, what they see their futures to be. So.
0: Yeah, I love that. The words curiosity and excellence, I think that sums it up so well. So again, Danny, thank you for stopping in. I know that we're busy out here and we've got students coming by your booth. So I will make sure that everyone gets contact information and knows how to learn more about Covetris and be in touch with you if they need to. So thank you.
9: Thank you, Jody. I appreciate it.
0: ladies thank you so much for jumping on basically what i've been calling this weekend is my kind of portable podcast studio or makeshift podcast studio but it has been such an exciting weekend for the oeps program so i wanted to invite both of you to join us because you've played such an important role in this whole weekend. And so to introduce you to our audience, we have Dr. Caitlin Fletcher and Dr. Namet Brown, but I want each of you to give our audience a little bit of background. You are both OEPS graduates, as I will call it, and you have been part of what has come back for 2023. So Dr. Fletcher, can you tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and where you are?
8: Sure. So my name is Dr. Caitlin Fletcher. I'm one of the ambulatory practitioners at Haggard Equine. I graduated from Cornell in 2014, and I was lucky enough to be in, unfortunately, what we're calling the last OEPS class. But now that we've got it reinvigorated, I'm no longer in the last. So that's exciting. So that OEPS weekend that I attended, I remember just getting the chance to meet one, so many other vet students from across the country, which I thought was a great part of that whole weekend was to be able to interact with so many other students that wanted to go into equine practice and see what they were all thinking, kind of get an edge on the competition, maybe for internships. (laughs) And then to meet so many different practitioners, just like I think all the students had an opportunity to do this weekend was to just meet so many different practitioners that are all within equine medicine, but are all doing so many different things. So you can see how many different things there are to do within just our small little realm of equine medicine.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, Dr. Fletcher. And I have to also jump in and say that so much of the energy was getting to know you all personally. And so I just have to throw in because you both have, have like major life events and the students were really interested in your life outside of equine medicine, because we all know that's a, a hot topic as far as what we consider maybe the current crisis in our shortage of equine veterinary practitioners. And so you are expecting a baby, you've gotten married, you're expecting a baby, you actually really do have a life. And you are also an equine veterinarian and an excellent one. So I think that's important as well, because the students were really hungry to hear so many of the ways that you as young practitioners are making it all work.
8: Absolutely, I do think that that was good timing on, <laughs> on our part of OEPS. So I could waddle around in my eight months, eighth month of pregnancy, and students can see, you know, that it is possible to be practicing as an ambulatory vet here in Lexington or anywhere, and you still make that life outside of equine medicine happen. That I do love my job more than a lot of things, but I also love my life as a whole. So. I think that was really good to be able to to showcase.
0: (laughs) Really well said. Very well said. Now, Dr. Brown, on that note, I recently saw some amazing photos
10: of a little wedding in Montana. Yeah. So I'm a little at a little different stage in my life planning than Dr. Fletcher, but we, my partner Charles, and I just uh, got married about. Two and a half weeks ago in Livingston, Montana, I always like to point out that we did plan the wedding before the show came out, so we're not like diehard Yellowstone fans. We're just diehard mountain fans. But yeah, uh, planning a wedding during the breeding season was tough, but very doable. And you know, it just turns out that when you're an equine practitioner, your life doesn't take your life doesn't go on hold. You just have to keep doing the things you want to do and love doing. And getting married was one of those things. And so we had a a blast out there. Um, And yeah, so far the pictures rolling in have been pretty incredible.
0: Yes, for sure. So tell our listeners, Dr. Brown, a little bit more about you, who you are and where you are.
10: Yeah. So my name is Nimette Brown. As mentioned, um, I'm one of the internal medicine specialists at Haggard. And I graduated from vet school from University of Tennessee a while ago in 2010. So I was part of the OEPS 2008 class. Um, In fact, the UT grads won the t-shirt contest that year, um, as you guys may have seen on Dr. Rude's slide. And OEPS was just amazing that year. As a student from UT, you know, we got exposed to a lot of the local practices, but coming to OEPS was really eye-opening to see what else was available, it introduced me to a lot of different practices around the country, and sort of, I mean, I like to describe it as like a kid in a candy shop because it sort of brought to light all opportunities in equine practice, and that's what, you know, the title is of the seminar, and, and what we're trying to do is just highlight the various different options that students had then and have now. Um, And it was just cool to be able to do that in one room because obviously we know as students we have limited time and resources to get to do that. And so to meet all of those different practices and see what's out there by just coming to one city is really cool. And I felt that as a student as well.
0: Yeah, so incredible, and we've talked a lot about the energy for those students just to continue to be in the room Friday, Saturday, Sunday, visiting with those practices, learning about practices from coast to coast across the country. It was really cool to see, so I I agree with you. Now, I wanted the two of you really to share your experience and perspective on the two segments that really got these students out of the Embassy Suites here in Lexington, right? And so there was a group of tours on Saturday morning, and then there were wet labs on Sunday afternoon. So I think that if you could talk a little bit, Dr. Fletcher, about the tour experience and what that impact looks like from Saturday.
8: Yeah, so a Saturday morning, the students all got the opportunity to divvy up into groups on their buses and go around Lexington and tour. So they went to Haggerty Quine and Ruden Riddle, as well as a few farms around town, some of the bigger thoroughbred farms, um, like Lanes End and Windstar Farm. And from what I heard from all the students, they, you know, like Numet actually just said it was like being a kid in a candy shop. And that as a practitioner, especially one who practices here in Lexington, is one of my favorite. Favorite things to see is just the the awe almost (laughs) on their faces sometimes when they're looking driving around Lexington and and looking at all of the different farms all of the different practices and just how many horses are in this area it is really just one of the places in the world that's unlike any other if you love horses (laughs) and I was really lucky to have been on our tours here at Haggard. And which I always love going on the tours myself as well, because I feel like I learned something new about the practice that I work in every time I go on a tour. <laughs> our tours are so knowledgeable. <laughs> so I really enjoy just walking around with the students and being part of the tour experience myself and then being able to answer questions as we walked around the practice about our different opportunities within just Haggard itself, um, our externship and internship opportunities within our different departments, because on the tour, you know, they got to see the ambulatory garage, but I spoke to some of them a little bit more about my practice as an ambulatory vet, because obviously they didn't get to see all the, all the farms that I go to on a daily basis. But then we went through our surgery medicine and Therio departments. So it was really great to be able to give them just a little glimpse into our practice and how it kind of operates on a on a daily basis, as well as how it would be as an extern and an intern if they came back in and visited us
0: fantastic yeah and I agree with you I love when we see that awe in the eyes of people you're like wow just to come and experience kind of that central Kentucky those farms like you say Windstar and Lane's End it's it's awful hard to uh, put that into words for someone who has not visited before so I knew that was we heard so much feedback from the students and they absolutely loved it so I really wanted to be able to share that from an insider now to jump over to Sunday afternoon yesterday, that was pretty new to the schedule, right? The wet labs. So Dr. Brown, talk to us a little bit about that experience.
10: Yeah. Well, I, Caitlin Fletcher, Cole Sandow, and I helped organize the wet labs here at Haggard Equine, and we had the the joy of putting on the equine ultrasound wet lab, which was really special. And I think really unique for the students to experience. It was challenging to organize, but I think once we got it off the ground, it seemed like it ran smoother than we intended, or or I guess smoother than we thought it would. So we offered different ultrasound stations, four different ultrasound stations for the students, um, abdominal and thoracic ultrasound, musculoskeletal ultrasound, pelvis, and then eyeballs. And so it was just really great to get to see these students who some of them had had very little ultrasound experience and others had had pretty significant ultrasound experience. But to see their eyes light up when they you know, found the left kidney next to the spleen or could identify the structures in the eyeball as Dr. Bell was coaching them through that and just getting to expose them to that part of practice and something that's going to be a pretty big part of their lives was just really fun to see how excited they were and how much positive energy there was and how interactive all the students were. And the other really neat part for me was we got to asked practitioners from around the country to help us with that lab. And so it was really just neat to have all these practitioners from around the country helping Haggard put on this wet lab in our surgery barn and just seeing all of the just amazement on their faces as well as the students' faces while they were getting to teach these students how to do something that, you know, they may do on a daily basis in their practice. And I think breaking the students up into those smaller groups allowed the practitioners and the students to interact even further. So getting to know the students a little bit better and them getting to know us and what we did. Um, And so I thought that was a really unique part of both the tours and the wet lab was a little bit more one-on-one time with the students and the practitioners. So they could ask some of those questions that maybe they wouldn't have felt, felt as comfortable asking in a larger group.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I heard some amazing feedback and I knew that you all put in some incredible work over there. It was super organized. And no matter how we feel about putting something together and organizing it, we don't think it's quite right. And then it comes off seamlessly like that. It speaks to all the effort that went into planning and executing. So I just heard amazing things. So I was really excited to talk to you both about that. So as we wrap up, what would you say? We know that OEPS will go On. The show will go on, as has been said. So, what would you say to any person in our audience that has interest in equine veterinary medicine? What message are we going to share?
10: I mean, equine practice is just amazing. Like, it is truly the thing that I'm passionate the most about. I love what I do, I love coming to work every day. And I think that if you want to be an equine veterinarian, there is a job out there that will fit what you want in life. So if you want a part-time equine job and then um, you want to do some food animal on the side, perfect, you can do that. If you want to do equine and small animal, you can do that. If you want to be a solo sport horse practitioner with no emergency, we saw you can do that. If you want to go into research. So like tailor this dream to what you want it to be because it can really be exactly what you need from it. And you can have a really amazing life and love what you do every day.
8: Yeah, agreed. I think one of the biggest things that I took away from this past weekend, not just on the student side, but on meeting some practitioners from all around the country was the positivity that was just radiating through, I mean, the entire weekend, through the lectures, through the tours, through the labs. Just everyone who was there was so excited to be there despite it being 95 degrees during, you know, our wet labs on Sunday and we were all just sweltering in the heat. <laughs> everyone was just just so excited to be there and to share this common experience that we have, which is equine medicine. And the, like Dr. Brown just said, the different jobs that are out there are really out there. And there are jobs that we've all made our own. And then there are, there's still room for jobs that you can make, you can make your own within any kind of species in in veterinary medicine. There are different aspects of it that need those niches filled. And if that is your interest, then grab onto it and take it by the reins.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. And we did. We heard that over and over. And I agree with you. The energy was incredible. I was so glad that I decided, I'm like, listen, I really think we should do a podcast on OEPS, right? We have to share this energy. And it really was. It started with live your passion and chase these dreams no matter what you hear from other people. That that was said multiple times. We know that these students are hearing pushback. They're sometimes being discouraged. And we are here to say that is not acceptable. And if you want to pursue a career in equine veterinary medicine, chase those dreams, live your passion. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it was about customize your life, just as you both have said, customize your life around what you want to do and how you wanna build it so it can be done. You two are both shining examples of that. So thank you so much for joining us and kind of putting a bow on the tours and the wet lab experiences with OEPS 2023 students. And thank you to Haggard for hosting those wet labs and tours. So Dr. Fletcher, Dr. Brown, Thank you so much for being here.
10: Thank you, Jody. So excited to do it again next year.
0: Yes, we will see everyone in 2024. Thank you. Dr. Lesser, here we are almost ready to wrap up such an incredible weekend and I'm excited and honored to be here and we've interviewed a couple of students and we've talked to industry sponsors and participating practices, but I want you to put a bow on this effort. You have been just, I mean, countless hours, and I'll call it sweat, blood, and tears, probably. So let our audience know who you are and what this has meant, and how did you become the coordinator, the, the OEPS owner of OEPS 2023?
11: Yeah, no. So it's something we've been talking about bringing back for a long time. It's historically was a great event for recruitment of veterinarians. And as everybody knows, we're in a huge demand and, you know, students need to get excited again. We fear that this would be the best event to reach students from across North America and really get them excited about being equine veterinarians. Because honestly, we love our jobs. We have the best job in the world. And I think going through school, sometimes they lose that excitement. So We really just wanted to get them excited again and i'm just honored to be able to be the person that could bring lead so many great practices you know we had this year alone we had 63 practices come together from across north america to support this event and we had 17 industry sponsors come here and i can't thank them enough for being here it's truly amazing to have that many people realize that the students are our number one priority right now because we need their help you know they are our next generation yeah
0: Without a doubt, and I'm glad that you said that because, and first, if your number one objective was enthusiasm, you have crossed the finish line with flying colors, right? Because we can even hear right outside, just still, these students, they could be up in their rooms right now. They could be kind of taking this time to be gone. They are still visiting practices. They're having great conversations. They're meeting people. So that's really what we wanna drive home here. But you had 263 registered students and that's an incredible undertaking.
11: It truly was. And but like you said about the energy, like it, the rooms are buzzing. People are excited. And that many students to come together, you know, we're, we're we're a group of veterinarians that really need those students to be here and you know, historically we're only known to get 1% of graduates to enter equine practice. So if we can have a few more students enter equine practice because of that, that'll be great. And the reach that we've gotten, 263 students, that's a ton of students. Yes. And I've not met one of them here today that hasn't been excited, really been motivated to explore equine practice.
0: Yeah, for sure. And they have had so many aha moments. They're getting so many questions answered. So really, again, I think that as we just wrap up what this event is after being basically quiet for 10 years, and at a time when we know we need these kinds of efforts, what does this look like going forward?
11: We're gonna continue doing it. Uh, there's uh, all the practices that I've talked to have said they're back in for next year. So Labor Day weekend going forward, we're gonna keep doing this. You know, Historically, it went for about 10 years. We're hoping that we recognize that we just need to keep moving forward and keep drawing students in and how big of an event this is for them and for our industry. So I would love everybody to put on their calendars for next year. You know, Labor yeah. Day weekend, be in Lexington, Kentucky, and let's motivate some students to do what we love to do
0: absolutely. We're going to fill the pipeline. We're going to increase sustainability. We're going to educate, engage, and uh, there was a little entertainment as well.
11: There were a few good stories.
0: Yeah. So so that's important. But uh, congratulations to you, Dr. Lesser, because I know how much work has gone into this. So I just want to say this is really incredible what has been accomplished this weekend. So equine industry, get ready because there are some really major and exciting things going on.
11: And we've got some great students coming through the pipeline that are going to be great colleagues. Yes. So thank you. Without a
0: doubt. Thanks, Dr. Lesser. Hey, Thriver. I hope this episode inspired and empowered you to keep growing. If so, I'd be so grateful if you hit that share button and send it to your tribe so they can thrive too. And, While you're there, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so everyone can find the show. I love to know what keeps you listening, especially if I'm at the barn with you. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Cheers, Jody.